I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the love life you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club, you need to be. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of season one in a categorized list by age and relationship status, my foundational principles in video, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and much more. The best part is that you'll have access to all episodes of season two the moment they're ready. Otherwise, you'll only be getting season two on your listening platform once every eight weeks or so. Don't miss out. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. Be consistently and successfully mindful of the best ways to make your man wonder by becoming a member of the 8020 Wonder Club. It's just 80 cents for the first month. That's the 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. Nothing gets to the heart of a man more than no contact. Bringing a long-distance relationship to fruition is also statistically an anomaly. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern, or actually very good news and sharing that with us. And that is today's episode which I'm talking to Olivia that was on podcast number two, right when we first started out. I mean, right out of the gate, uh, I talked to Olivia, I think back, hmm, you're going to have to tell me, Olivia, uh, when you come on, which, uh, which month that was. And then um, we'll talk about where we are now, which is really exciting, and I'm so happy to have you on because when there are wins in relationships, we really want to celebrate them, and that's what we're doing today. And I welcome you again, Olivia. Welcome back. Thank you, Paula. So happy to that you you know have you here and that you're going to do this. It's so exciting for me because every time there is an engagement, um, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I want to hear all about it. So first, before we get into all of that great stuff, I'd like to take, you know, all of our listeners back through your Mm -hmm. journey with Mark and set things up for them because in case a lot of people haven't listened to episode two and certainly go back and listen to that because I think it's really, um, I think it's so important because you had written to me just recently that 
it was something we talked about and you quote unquote said followed my advice and this has led you to this engagement so tell me about that uh, yeah so um, we talked late January mm. um, it was a new year and um, for those that didn't listen to um, my episode uh, me and Mark have been in a long distance um, relationship and it was probably over two years at that time uh, mm -hmm. like two and a half years um, at that time and um, he worked overseas but wasn't living in the same location as me um, he was back in his hometown um, and then there just wasn't any steps to close the gap or um, to talk about our future mm -hmm. um, which he we used to do before so I, I was just really confused and and so lost at that time and, and I wrote you that I needed some advice and you know that's when you had your podcast and mm -hmm. and so you helped me out um, a lot during that time and cool. um, you had I know you had um, given advice to someone else before about um, the leave them to lure him mm-hmm um, and and I didn't do that per se I, I told you I had taken a break because I just couldn't handle handle my thoughts anymore and I needed mm -hmm. to clear my mind mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't talk to him for a week and I think he couldn't even go a day without you know mm -hmm. a, a day had passed and he was just texting me and trying to get me to talk to him and I still I told him that I needed yeah I needed yeah. that time and um, and then I told him I would talk to him after I talked to you I, I told him I was going to talk to my therapist <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so the day after we um, talked um, I, I talked to him on the phone and, and before you get there, I want to just set this mm -hmm. up a little for, for people who haven't listened. That, yeah. that um, you uh, are 32 years old. Are you still, or did you have a birthday since we last talked? I'm still 32. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is, because we talked, you said in what, what month did you and I talk? Uh, so it was 31, I think around 31 January or early February. Okay. Around that time frame. Okay. So it's been about, what, four months since then? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you are 32, and Mark is how old? He is 36. Okay, and at that point when you reached out to me, you had been together for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And yes. it was most, all of that was long distance? Uh, most of it was. I think we were <clears throat> together in the same location a year. And you guys, over a year. Okay, you guys mm -hmm. also you met via online, is that or no? You didn't meet online. It was an interesting thing. You didn't actually meet online, but then you kind of rediscovered each other online. Yeah, yeah, we mm -hmm. met in person at one of my old jobs, and then I found we found each other on a dating app. Cool. So mm -hmm. that's in some ways, you know, that's what's you know that can really be helpful online in terms of you know even in real life sometimes it doesn't click but then you see each yeah. other and it's like oh okay right yeah. so so you guys were doing the long distance thing and how what was your experience of the relationship during those you know years especially the year after the first one whereby you started long distance and tell me about that uh, so the first year was probably the hardest um, he was gone six months mm. um, overseas and that 
just included Skyping, FaceTiming, emailing, texting um, for our communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a hard year, but it was, it was, I don't know, it was still a good year. Um, it wasn't until after that he switched over um, his time away, so it was two months on, two months off. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as long as the first, but um, I feel like those were more difficult only because, you know, we weren't talking about the future anymore mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, you who's anymore. Right. So in the first six months when he was away, I mean, his letters were just like, you know, we need to, um, you know, get married and move together. And, and so after that, it kind of dwindled away, and I was just curious mm-hmm. as to why. I didn't know if, if feelings had changed. Well, actually, that, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because one of my premises is, I'm very clear about this, that more time in with a man does not make things more likely to go to commitment mm. because men don't commit uh, via time and sex. Mm-hmm. We do. We commit that way and we bond that way, but actually more time in with a man, he's, he's the most romantic, the most interested, the most invested in the very beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it is sometimes, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you guys, and, and it's wonderful because you must have done a lot of things right along the way, are a bit of an eclipse in that you were long distance and that there were some problematic things along the way um, it's the way that you handled it I believe that Mm -hmm. allowed him to come to the deepest feelings possible for you and realize that he was going to lose the puppy that Mm -hmm. he loved so to speak and why, right. I, right? why I say that is because although you said you didn't really do my leave him to lure him strategy, in a way you actually did. And one significant, because mm-hmm. I was listening before to our uh, episode number two, that mm-hmm. in one way you did in a really significant, I would say the most significant way. And what you mm-hmm. did is even when you took the break, you said, I don't want any contact. Mm-hmm. And that is enormous. It's just the most valuable thing if we want to move a man towards the possibility of commitment. Because nothing gets to the heart of a man more than no contact. Any contact mm. whatsoever allows him to sit in this a nebulous space of not doing anything or feeling anything different. And no contact is the only thing that is like, I always call no contact like a portal to a man's deeper feelings and connection to actually doing something about those feelings. So you did a really valuable thing in that way. Yep, it paid off. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's, and, and I, you know, I understand you also have a daughter, right, that's um, a teenager, 13? Yeah, she was 13. She's 14 now. She just had a birthday last week. Ah, and is she excited about this? She is, yeah. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so great, because I understand that she's even close to his family, and mm-hmm. that this really couldn't 
it doesn't sound like it could be any better. So tell me how you brought this from the time we talked, which was only four months ago. I uh, want to know two things. First of all, mm-hmm. how you brought it to this place, because I always say, you know, the woman is the mechanic of the relationship, and it's actually you <laughs> doing the back-end work to keep the car running. But also, um, what it was in our conversation that changed things for you. Because I know you were on the edge, like you were yeah. there was someone else that you were thinking mm-hmm. about, and you were thinking, "Oh, I'm really kind of not as invested in this as I thought." So I was, mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked when I heard, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, and you know what? I think about it, and I can't believe. I think I just was so confused and hurt that I just shut down, and I get cold, mm-hmm. and that's just my way of dealing. But that's the easy way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so after, um, after we spoke, we talked on the phone and he was in Arizona at the time and he said that he was going to come in person cause he felt like, um, things would be different if we spoke in person. Mm-hmm. So he, after we spoke on the phone, he couldn't sleep that night. So he ended up driving from 2 a.m. over there, mm-hmm. um, getting here at 2 p.m. in Texas. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I was still at work, so... He was um, driven, no pun intended. Yep, that's for sure. (laughs) And you are so right how, you know, men will drive hours to go to a football game or a concert, you know. So Mm -hmm. they make the time and effort when they want something. Absolutely. Um, And so we met up at a park, and we talked about different things that, you know, hurt me, and he was hurt that I that I took a break and he thought that was like a breakup. Um, And then from there on, he stayed here um, maybe a week or so. And every day we were just communicating. There was a pre-marital course that we had purchased before the break Mm -hmm. um, that I was interested in doing. Um, And when I first, when we first bought it, he didn't seem so invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess during that time that we were on the break, he had watched every video, had mm-hmm. read every question, finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, every night we did homework um, together, and um, I guess he just broke broke the ice, the ice cold heart in me. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, so this is another thing that happened that was kind of against, you know, the rules, but um, he wanted to live together um here oh I remember at my that. hometown mm-hmm. yeah and I was iffy about it I didn't want to do it and um I told him I would think about it but I still wasn't too comfortable doing that and mm-hmm. um so I was like you know what I'll meet you in the middle if you can talk to my dad and and tell him what your intentions are and you know see what he says and I'm like I'll live with you and so he did he spoke to my father and um um and then we just got an apartment the following the following weekend wow um yeah and so i'm going to give you my take on that and i think it's helpful for mm-hmm. um uh, other women to hear that are in this situation you see i think one of the reasons why you are where you are now is because of two things one is that the way you did the breakup now he took it as a breakup you were saying mm-hmm. i want a break Mm-hmm. But even with a break with no contact, see, that allows, oh, he, he has no control 
contact with you is cut off and as I said nothing is more profound for a man and it's hard for us as women to kind of connect with that because I always tell women when I'm doing this when we're working in this program leave him to lure him and also using this you know strategy that if I were working with a man who wanted to get back with a woman I would be telling him to do exactly the opposite thing meaning do not break contact because mm -hmm. for a woman that is so horrible so uncomfortable so that she it's it doesn't help in mm -hmm. any way because the woman needs to be connecting on her feelings and connecting with him on her feelings mm -hmm. so if a man wants to break up with a woman if man doesn't want to lose her I say do not do no contact you need to step in and be talking to her about the relationship and connecting connecting mm -hmm. to what she was missing connecting to what uh, wasn't working connecting to all of it that's not comfortable for a man to do but if he <laughs> wants a relationship with right. a woman you know he needs to be doing that where a woman needs to do exactly the opposite meaning with no anger just exactly like you did it you know this isn't working for me I've come to a point after two and a half years this is what I know I need and I just I can't be in contact with you for now and mm -hmm. sometimes I, I prefer it but but it worked for you I prefer it that it's that a done deal but mm -hmm. this break for you in the way that you did it worked seriously well mm -hmm. and so that was a, a, one of the first things and then the second thing was you see he already made a decision and taking a step on that decision what I mean by that is that I think you and I talked about it and you were pretty set I'm not gonna live with him right which mm -hmm. I totally mm -hmm. am on board with because the mm -hmm. statistic is that first marriages fail 49% of the time meaning almost 50 50 if you and that's a first marriage where you have not lived together before the first marriage if mm -hmm. you live together before the first marriage the statistic goes up the divorce rate statistic goes up to 60 percent mm -hmm. and I feel that there's a main reason for that and the main reason is that the man did not make a decision to marry mm. If, mm -hmm. and because if you're engaged prior to living together mm -hmm. then your first marriage divorce rate is the same as everybody else's <laughs> isn't it funny because it's yeah. the man making the decision which I always say we as women live by our emotions men live by their decisions and he made that by going to your father and asking him he would not have gone to your father had he not made that decision yeah right and I thought it was so silly when I was telling people I'm like I could be 40 50 years old and I'd probably still tell him to go ask my dad <laughs> <laughs> and that I shows mean, he's you know he's a he's a stand-up guy he wants to show your father I'm honoring mm -hmm. you as being the you know the man of your family and honoring your daughter by doing mm -hmm. this and that's significant to see you as a woman of value and value your family 
It's great. Mm-hmm. Really great. So what happened next? Okay, so uh, we continued our premarital counseling online, mm-hmm. um, and we finished that. And um, I think was he, he went back to work overseas. Um, he came back to our apartment, and um, he had his family, his parents, come visit mm-hmm. um, two weekends ago. So our families met for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I knew we were going to, I knew he was going to propose at some point. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be when his parents were here, but it, mm-hmm. it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous? Um, um, no, I was just anxious. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the reason why I knew he was going to propose too soon is because my daughter is starting high school next year, uh-huh. and he wants to relocate back to Arizona. And I told him I'm not relocating if we're not married. So it's either going to happen now or we're going to have to wait. Um, So, yeah, he said he was on board. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to be moving in in July to Arizona so my daughter can start high school. Wow. The engagement. So how did that happen? So that happened this past weekend. Um. Yes, it was Saturday night. He made dinner. Um, he, um, we're watching a movie. It was pretty late um, when we ate dinner. I was relaxing at the apartment pool. Um, he cooked everything. Um, I came back and we ate, and then he opened the good bottle of wine we had. Yeah. And so I was like, "Why are you opening the good bottle?" He's like, "Well, I'll buy another one." I'm like, "Okay." And we ended up just watching a movie, and I thought it was just going to be a regular old night. Uh huh. Um, I went to the restroom, came back out, and he hugs me, and he says, um, I love you so much, and I just want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then he gets Aww. down on his knee Aww. right after I got out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was then, so silly, but totally caught me off guard. Oh, it's um, great. Yeah, I was in my glasses already and in PJs, and, um, but I wouldn't have you know, had it wanted any other way. Um, yes. Yeah, it was just it was just very cute, and he was so nervous. His voice cracked, and it mm. looked like he wanted to cry. Aww. So that in itself was just like amazing. Yes. To me. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. I just couldn't be happier. It's really great. Um, you know, this has come to such a wonderful point for you, and now you're going to be moving in a month. Mhm. Yeah. Wow. 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 I know. This is fantastic. Crazy. And now, is he going to be back? And you guys, um, you know, or is he going to be still working overseas? Um, he's still going to be working overseas only until I'm able to get a job, and then he said he would put in applications um, stateside to be uh-huh. to be yeah, not away. Wow. Wow. It's so, again, I'm just so thrilled for you. And what in that, if you could tell us, what in that conversation, because you had written to me, as I said, um, via Facebook and said, you know, the conversation we had in episode two changed something. What was it and what did you, you said you followed my advice. What was that specifically? Because I was listening and I thought, what was it specifically that you clicked with? It really helped. Um, 
I think the whole conversation just really helped me. Um, you know, you put in perspective the two different things. I was, I was going through that thing with Mark and then the other gentleman that was giving me the attention that mm-hmm. I was lacking. And um, just a lot of self, self-reflection, too. Um, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm attracted to this other guy, but, you know, we don't have what me and Mark have. Uh-huh. And, you know, we can work on this together. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark just stepping up and, you know, driving that whole way, doing mm-hmm. the homework that we've been doing um, really showed me that he did care. And I think I was just acting that way as well because I, in my head I thought it was over because I, I just thought he would never move over here. You know, mm-hmm. he's never going to move over here. He's not going to. He's not going to make things happen. I don't know why I was thinking so negatively, but um, in my counseling as well, or the premarital um, course, mm-hmm. you know, it says that you should don't assume. Always think the positive in the other person, even though you want to think this. Just think the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I was trying to do mm. that whole time. Yeah, I like that because you were valuing uh, while this other guy was, you know, kind of in the wings and it's very easy, isn't it? Like if we look back mm-hmm. that when that someone else is kind of in the wings, um, you know, and, and I remember you had said to me, you know, without him here, without Mark here, I'm, you know, I'm feeling lonely. You know, mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. it is a, a really tough, we discussed the fact that men, you know, are not, tend to not be super good on the phone. And mm-hmm. it's, their connection needs are not the same as ours. And when you're right. not within the same area and you can't see each other often, it really does erode uh, the, the foundational thing that a woman needs, which is to connect. Mm-hmm. And you guys are, you know, what I call an eclipse because bringing a long-distance relationship to fruition is also statistically an anomaly. I think you and I mm-hmm. talked about it that in long-distance relationships, it's something like, um, forget how many millions of people consider themselves to be in a long-distance relationship, which means over... Uh, um, an hour and a half apart, I think, or um, also 125 miles apart. Mm-hmm. That that's considered mm-hmm. long distance. So that's not very far. That's only like you know a little over an hour and a half, two hours away. Right. Right. But it's enough to cause you know relationship issues, mm-hmm. and connection is is lost many times due to distance, and. In 14 months is the statistic where most people who have not been engaged before the long distance happened normally don't last. In 14 Mm -hmm. months, Mm -hmm. they're done. So you guys did super well. I also remember talking about the fact that um, in people in the military tend to do much better with the long distance relationships. Right. Right. And yeah, and he really stepped stepped up the communication on his end. Um, mm. um he makes sure he checks in more often with me and he, he just never wants that to happen ever again. So yeah. I mean I won't anymore, but <laughs> Right? Oh, that's so um, great. That's so yeah. great. So 
Well, it's again, it's really wonderful that this occurred. I'm so, you know, proud of you for hanging in there and doing what you did and allowing him to really step up in the way that he did. In other words, you didn't push against it. When he wanted to come and make that effort, you allowed it. Mm -hmm. And that allowed him to feel like he was achieving something. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, marriage is going to take work. So if I would have just given up, I mean, then I wasn't really ready True. to being a committed. Yeah. True. Because it does. And it's, it, you know, it, it isn't the, it isn't the end. It's a beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it takes a lot to get to engagement and marriage, but then it has to be looked at as not the end of the journey, but the beginning of a new one. Right. Right. And exciting one. Yeah, it is exciting. And here's the beauty is that men do best in marriage. And I'm all about marriage because of that. Because mm-hmm. while we're committed through time and sex, totally committed and totally bonded, because a man doesn't bond through time and sex, we need to... Um, allow the man to bond in the best way possible for him and that is through making a formal commitment which he then um, because he's a man he views a committed relationship as a responsibility so Mm -hmm. he has to make that decision to take it on as a responsibility and that's what he's done ergo going to your dad uh, really making that decision and it all came together through that decision and you allowed that to happen yeah (laughs) yeah so just um, so so happy want to keep in touch with you to know you know the next phase of things which is the marriage because Mm -hmm. that's when um, I don't know if you and I talked about it but then it becomes you being the mechanic of the relationship in a in a really big way and mm-hmm. that is in terms of you know with a real car women just generally tend to like it to be easy we it looks good we get in it we drive it off we turn the key it works there's no problems and we don't want to know how it works we don't need to know how it works we don't care to understand it we don't want to get under it and get all greasy and cold and look up at it and know how the parts work together but for a guy with a real car he likes to know all of that stuff and he Mm. if he could you know he likes to look up at the car and understand the engine and all of this and that so with a relationship it's totally the opposite and we have to be the mechanics so that it runs really well and smoothly so for Mm -hmm. the man he just feels that it's looking good it's being good it's running well and all he has to do is turn the key put gas and it goes the distance if we um, you know have to for us if it were turned around and we had to get under a real car and him make us understand it and talk about it and get all the knowledge about it, right? We would hate it, right? We would yeah. just hate it. And that's what it is for him in talking about a relationship all of the time and feeling right. like he's not good at it or whatever because mm. if 
it were reversed and to make a relationship work, we had to get under the, under the real car and we had to understand it the way he understands it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we would just hate it so much, we would just want to get a new car. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it takes that as, you know, a woman in a relationship, whether it's marriage or not, Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, the car, a real car is going to need some maintenance to run really well and go for the lifetime, right? And mm-hmm. he, knowing what he knows, he can take care of that more easily, just like us knowing what we know. We can, we need to know in advance what's needed and do the maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then things run, run best. And both people are really happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think, um, you already know all that, so you're really ahead of the game. Do you have any recommendations as far as, like, um, marriage books or you know, couples to look at? or The only thing that I know that I, I recommend mm-hmm. um, outside of, and, and, Eventually, I'll get around to working this. I call my my strategies. First, I do work with women on being the mechanic of a relationship, that that's significant, and I work on that in my programs. The okay. other thing, and I work in this book eventually, and the strategy is called Sexy Mother. Here's the foundational principle, that a boy is typically bonded and raised by a female figure for the most part, his mother. Mm -hmm. And he gets um, very used to that as a child, that a woman in his life is raising him, telling him how to behave, how to act, how to think, what's right and what's wrong, helping him make decisions, all of that from the time he's born until he makes it to about 12 years old. And then he's starting to really make his own decisions and breaking away from his mom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a boy learns to rely on a woman in that way. And and it's a natural normative thing that he does. So then when he starts dating, what happens is that he kind of transfers those things to other women, Mm -hmm. The problem is that in relationships and marriages specifically, what happens, because when a man gets to about 12, when a boy gets to about 12, he decides kind of who he is, and he kind of stays at that emotional level in some ways. And I'm not impugning Mm -hmm. guys at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of where it is in terms of like relationship stuff. So, and each man is on a scale. Some are much more mature and some are much less mature. But just as an overall way of a woman viewing it with a sexy mother is that you still have to be, quote unquote, mother in a certain way, but Mm -hmm. you have to be sexy along with it because a man Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be married or in a relationship with just mother 
it's sexy, <laughs> mother, right? <laughs> so uh, I use the example of like, um, you know, some guys, maybe they get around their guy friends or whatever it is, and they're acting inappropriately in some way. Say you're mm -hmm. out with couples at dinner and he's, he's getting too rowdy or he's being weird or he's whatever. And instead of, with a, I should say this way, with a real 12-year-old, mom could look at him and say, John, you need to stop. Enough's enough. You know, let's sit there. We're going to order. And she's going to tell him directly how to behave. And he will take that because it's mom, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes as a wife, you get exasperated with a guy acting sometimes in that way. And you want to do the same thing. You can't because that's, you know, and that's infantilizing him and uh, it's not at all something that's going to inspire his desire, right? Right. So instead, you lean over to him and you say, honey, you know, if you stop acting like a jerk, tonight when we get home, we're going to have a lot more fun. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. sexy, mother. <laughs> It's right. That's not mom. That's sexy mother. You're telling yeah. him still what you're expecting, mm -hmm. but you're doing it in a sexy way that's inviting, right? That's and, and so cool. It inspires his desire because regardless, you know, marriage is tough and the differences come into play with silly things that can be exasperating to the woman in the home environment, like um, women come to me and say, I just ask him to do a couple of things. All I want him to do is just like the trash. Can he just mm -hmm. do it? How do I get him to just do it? Mm -hmm. And I tell him and, I'm, and, and that just will not work because right. it's, you know, and it's not only will it not work, but it will also through time erode his feelings and desire for you as a mm. woman in his life sexually and that, that right and yeah. so yeah that's how I work with married and partnered women to make sure um, that we stay on track in that way and mm -hmm. you know it's, it's um it's a journey it's not so easy but when done in that way it just makes a world of difference and fun. <laughs> and fun. <laughs> and fun. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, most men, they want to have that with their, you know, I, I was just watching a thing on Facebook with a guy who was dealing with his little baby, and it just showed me how much, you know, a two-parent family is so great because moms tend to be more about, you know, what, what, what kids do and how they act and how, and then the dad plays, you know, and mm -hmm. he has a lot of fun with the, with the child and stuff. And, and it's just that yin and yang that is really mm -hmm. wonderful to see. And they're like that with us too. Men like to have us as their partner that most of the time it's, it's enjoyable, right? Okay. Not a chore. Enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's, yeah, eventually that, that book will come out, but it's, uh, for the time I just, well, I can't I wait for the strategies. <laughs> we will be the first because, um, I'm so excited. When is the wedding? Um, well, 
probably in fall of next year. We haven't really. I'm yeah. kind of like in the high of our engagement still. That yeah. I don't want to talk about anything. Else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah. I love that. You know, I'm still kind of there myself with it because I'm engaged as well. And um, yes, yeah. So I, I'm I'm with you on that because you know it is the most important part. Really, is that engagement because again the man has made his decision and mm-hmm. he's symbolized that decision you know formally and whether it is something like going to your dad or the ring or you know a lot of people get hung up with well let's see the ring and how much was the ring and this and that right. you know what it's that is so not the the purpose of the ring the purpose is the man has has gone and made a decision and acted on that decision with a symbol. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether that is $10,000 or $10, it is about mm-hmm. the symbol and his decision making. And that's right. really the profound, the profound thing. And then formalizing it, which, you know, that's what this is about when it's being it's being talked about you're engaged and mm-hmm. it's open mm-hmm. and people right. know it then he'll want to live up to the decision he made because a man is all about you know not failing making mm-hmm. good decisions showing that he makes good decisions and then not failing at whatever he's decided to do and that is to make you his wife to make it work and to please you, make you happy, all of those things. And um, he's made that decision to do it. He's going to live up to it to the best of his ability. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for being on today. It's a pleasure. And let's keep in touch. I want to see. I did get to see your lovely pictures on social media. Oh, yeah. So that's wonderful. So great. And you make an adorable couple. And again, all the best to you and your family. And just keep me posted. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Take care. And yes, I will keep in touch. Good. Thanks. <laughs> And for all of you, uh, if you are in a relationship, don't forget that you've got to make him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.